the Film Feller and Friends podcast. I'm your host, Jordan, otherwise known, well, trying to be known as the Film Fella. And joining me at a socially distant distance back in the studio, air quotes, is the one and only, hi, honey, it's John Wall. It's, hi, honey. <laughs> Hello. How are you doing? Bloody wonderful. It's excellent to be back. I was going to say, you enjoying being back uh, at this really, really close, like, slightly socially distant distance from me in this room <laughs> it's really difficult you're like pretty much nearly out of the door <laughs> trying to record I know. I know um but yeah it's good to have you back we uh we've been encountering far too many audio hiccups trying to do it over the internet because we're, <laughs> we're just not that very we're not good <laughs> we can't do it it's either one week mine's fine and yours isn't or one week your audio sound voice modulator thing breaks it or your internet drops out or mine drops out like we, we, we just we weren't we weren't ready for for lockdown were we no, no. i mean we, we are ready at the best of times like we've just sort of very quickly rushed this together realizing that we were both free so this episode is going to be probably another car crash in the making but are you ready you ready for it so seeing as though it took us a while to get episode 14 out because of the previous hiccups and we decided to, well, I decided to re-record it and release that, which should have dropped today. Um, hopefully some of you have listened to it. If you haven't, fair enough. <laughs> We're just going to run through all of the news and trailers stuff that we missed in the past about a fortnight, probably pushing on three weeks. Um, and that's all we're going to do this episode because we're fearful that it'll go on for like three hours of wise. And then next time we'll talk about some, some other stuff we've been watching. That sound good? Sounds groovy. Well... If you say so, if you say, if you, I mean, it might, might sound a bit boring, but let's, let's try it anyway. Let's see how this goes. So, news and trailers. News and trailers. Sweet. You're still here. I think, hopefully. Um, I never left. I mean, I mean, you're still here. I'm hoping the people listening are still here. Um, so news and trailers, again, it's in a completely mishmashed order because it's just notes from my phone and I never seem to bother to try and put it in any order. We tend to talk about something and then three bullet points further on, it comes back to the thing we were talking about before. But that's that's just, just, uh, that's just how it is. Sorry. That's just how we do things here. So the first thing I was going to ask you, John Wall, is have you seen the new Kingsman trailer? I didn't even know there was one. So it's the prequel to the um, the, the Kingsman, Kingsman the Kingsman film. So the King's Man. Um, so it's set. Um, struggling it's, to it's, it's the first one. Yeah, it's how the organization like formed and like how they became like the spy organization that they are. Like because they they're kind of separate to the government out of like their own thing. Um, I think it's set in World War One. I, I believe because it looks like there's people getting out of trenches in the trailer. Um, but yeah, pretty exciting. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I know you haven't seen the trailer, but are you, <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on a, on a prequel for... Yeah, that's actually good. There are good... I mean... They're good films. James Bond films, because it, it is kind of like a parody of like James Bond. Let's face it, they aren't quite the same as they used to be back, you know, we're talking 20 years ago, maybe. Maybe the, the first couple of Daniel Craig ones were quite interesting, but then after that, they're very samey-samey, same, whereas these are a bit edgy, a bit raunchy, uh, crazy villains in them like Sam Jackson in first film who's obsessed with McDonald's and he's got like crazy lisp trying to like end the, but he's he trying to kill everyone or he tries to put a rage thing on people's phones don't he with the free sim cards and make everyone go crazy and then the other one's got because they all start killing each other don't they yeah and like yeah his mum's like in the in the bathroom while she locks the 
a daughter in the bathroom or whatever to try and stop her. And as well, like, uh, Taron Egerton is just, I mean, that was, might have been, I think he's been in stuff before that first film. It was his first, like, major But that broke him through, and then obviously he's got, like, Rocket Man and stuff now. So I think a prequel to these films is going to be interesting. We never asked for it, but we're getting it. (laughs) So, you know, I can't complain. I'm excited, and you haven't even seen the trailer, so you're probably even more excited if you watch the trailer. (laughs) But that's why we do this. That's why we do this podcast, just so I can talk to you about things that you've probably not seen. Um, did you see the sad news that um, the Batman and Robin director Joel Schumacher obviously that wasn't the only film that he's directed but um, he sadly passed away the other week at the age of 80 so RIP I, I tend to do this we were talking about this before the podcast I tend to just mention people that have died I'm pretty sure I did it in the last episode as well I don't really have anything else to say I just because it's news it's related to TV and film I just mention it um, but you know sad times but 80 he, put a, he had a good innings at least not like, well, I don't think there was any complication, but it's a, it's, a, it's a ripe old age. We'll move on before I end up digging myself into some sort of weird corner with this one. Um, so there's a rumour, as with nearly everything on this podcast that I talk about, there's a rumour about the one other, you know, there's hundreds of things that Marvel Studios are rumoured to planning. But this one got my attention because it's linked to Wolverine. Is There's meant to be an Alpha Flight team either a TV series or a movie in the works for the MCU. So for anyone that doesn't know who the Alpha Flight team are, and I think for the purposes of John Wall, because I mentioned them earlier and he was like, you, you thought it was the Weapon X, didn't you? Like you, you thought I was talking about Weapon X, um, and I've forgotten what I was looking for now. Alpha Flight, there we go. So it's these guys. So first impressions. Uh, it's out, isn't it? Uh, it looks like Juggernaut, but it's actually a guy called Sasquatch. And the this is the, like the Canadian Avengers. Um, there's a guy called Puck, who's this little dwarf guy down here. Um, I, I can't remember the name of this guy. Um, but yeah, th- they're in the animated, the X-Men animated series. Sure, they're not going to bring Wolverine to that, though. Well, so they in the... might do it without Wolverine. In the comics... He is created by Weapon X, and then he's used in the Canadian government, which is where Alpha Flight work. They they like work for the Canadian government, so it's almost like think of it as like the Sokovia Accords in like the MCU. So there is a rumor that they're going to bring them into it in some way. But yeah, you've basically got a giant Yeti guy, <laughs> Bigfoot guy called Sasquatch, and. Just a lot of other sort of fairly generic looking superheroes and characters. I think one guy's like a, a native Indian type character. I've gone, I can't remember if he's called Warbird or I'm making that up. I don't see, I clearly don't know enough about them, but I was excited because of remembering that animated series, the one that's on Disney Plus. There is an episode with Alpha Flight in it where they capture Wolverine, which is ridiculous because some of the powers that these guys have got are like nowhere near as cool as Wolverine. So I, I just don't. Know how they would have. It's an animated TV show. Sure. I mean, that guy looks atomic. Yeah, he's he's like he's like the Canadian Captain America, <laughs> but like he can fly like Captain Marvel. Um, he, looks, he looks like Mister Manhattan or something. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to find. Let's see if we can get the uh, the team roster or or whatever it is at the moment. So you have got team members include Aurora. Guardian, Marina, North Star, which is, I think there's a twin, there's North Star, and there's another one that looks the same. 
Guardian is the sort of Canadian Captain America type guy. Uh, Sasquatch, which is obviously the big guy. Puck, who's the tiny guy, which I don't know if that's some sort of play on hockey. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Snowbird. Um, who's the one that I was thinking of? It was a guy called Vindicator. Oh, it's a girl <laughs> called Vindicator. Vindicator's fun. Yeah. Fun, <laughs> Eradicate. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, what's, what's your thoughts on that? So I think we're spending too much time on it there, but what, what's your opinions on Marvel going the Canadian route? It could be a good way of introducing Wolverine and Deadpool somewhere. No? It's shrugging. Uh, that don't work on, on a podcast. <laughs> You've got to say more than just shrug. Uh, it's, it's, it's probably one of the things that I'll watch, but I just don't really care too much for it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll watch it because it's going to be on. It's going to be there to watch. Content. It's just, yeah. It's just there. It's just... Mass MCU content that's yeah. just smothering your life. I mean, weren't you saying earlier that you've watched Endgame now for what feels like it must be the 16th time? <laughs> About that. Yeah, you just stuck. So, I mean, you, you desperately need more MCU stuff. So, if that comes to fruition, at least you've got another six episodes of some TV to watch or a little mini film. But anyway, we'll move on. Some more Marvel news. <laughs> Um, Spider-Man star um, I mean to be honest he's a star of many things but J.K. Simmons big big fans of J.K. Simmons on the podcast um, has apparently already filmed another J. Jonah Jameson cameo now there's some rumours that this could be for Morbius that comes out next year um, but there's also some rumours that he might have just done like a load of segments ready for Spider-Man 3 <laughs> what do you think? bring me pictures of Spider-Man <laughs> and Morbius <laughs> And Venom, will you add it? I don't know. I, do you think they're going to utilize him as like a cameo that pops up in loads of stuff now? Like they'll just film like 10 minute segments yeah, of him. You know, instead of having. Well, just like every single thing you film. Yeah, him like just commentating on stuff. And because he's, he's kind of like. So what, uh, does it make sense about uh, adding him into the MCU now? Seeing as all like pretty much all of it is based in New York, why would it only be Spider Man that, that he decides to talk about? Because he thinks he's a menace. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, there's been like Iron Man and fucking Captain America running Hulk, around New York for Hulk, years. Hulk destroyed Harlem <laughs> in his film. Yeah, I don't know. But he's um, they've done it a bit different, haven't they? Because instead of him being a newspaper mogul, it's like a podcast or like a. It's like a, his own thing. He's a bit like a Katie Hop- Hopkins type character. Yeah. But. Yeah, I've got a feeling that he's going to be like the new Stanley in a way, and they're just going to pop him in each film. You know, even in the background, just like on the billboards on the, the screens. Yeah, well, just just saying stuff like throwing or blaming Spider Man for everything on on every single film, even if it's not his film, just blaming Spider Man for it, uh, which could be interesting. Now, the big news moving on to DC that I thought you would have something to say about is that Michael Keaton may be reprising his role as Bruce Wayne from Tim Burton's Batman to play opposite Ezra Miller's Flash in the Flash movie. What are your thoughts? I don't get it. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Well, he's about 80. Well, he's not, yes. He's in like his 60s, so 70s. He's, he's about, yeah, he's 60 or 70. But he's, yeah, I Googled it the other day and I was shocked at how old he is. He's about he's 68, I think. I could be wrong, so... Apologies, it's not Michael. Work. It's just really weird. Well, you've, the thing that is really jarring for me is that you've got Ben Affleck, who has gone. 
as far as I'm aware, there, there have been reports, and I mentioned this on the re-recording for episode 14, which you weren't here for, but there has been reports that he's back. Now, Ben Affleck, as far as I'm aware, is only back because he signed a deal with Warner to be able to do the Schneider Cut because there's extra scenes. Like, they've all agreed to come back for that, like Jason Momoa, Henry Cavill, to do little bits within the next year to add to that to finish the film. Because it's obviously half done. Now, he didn't want to come back because it drove him to alcoholism and he got a massive divorce out of it. And, like, it mentally just messed with him. Like, that's why he didn't direct the Batman films that are now being directed. Um, Christ, I've forgotten his name. Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson's the, the Batman in it. I'm trying to remember who's, who's directing it. No. <laughs> Michael Keaton. You're just saying names at this point. <laughs> but, yeah, so they're replacing him, seemingly, and they need a Batman, but instead of just recasting someone and claiming it's still Ben Affleck, they're going out and getting Keaton's Batman, but also bringing him back from a film that is set in such a different universe. Like They're obviously playing into the multiverse theory with getting him into it, but what? how is it... How it is going to work is beyond me. Like I don't understand even. It's fine if they use it to set up Batman Beyond. You are Maybe going to the future. Well, this is what I'm thinking. The, the thing that I'm thinking is that they either go into the future. Yeah, they could do actually. They go into the future and just play off Keaton as being not Tim Burton's Batman, but actually just being Ben Affleck's Batman, but even older. Even though they look nothing alike. <laughs> that could work. The also, other thing. Also, Ben Affleck's Batman was already supposed to be fairly old anyway. Yeah, he's supposed to be in like his mid 40s, like, you know, pushing to his 50s. I don't know how it's going to work. I am excited because I do love Michael Keaton. Like, the, the one thing that excites me, but it's just it's Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's Batman is iconic, and Michael Keaton is he's getting more jobs now, just doing random, he just does random films, and he, he seems to kill it in whatever he's in. So. For me, it is exciting, but it would have been more exciting if he was playing someone else. But at the same time, I am intrigued by the fact that he's playing Batman, if that makes sense. The rumour is he's going to be like a kind of Nick Fury type role, but in the DC universe, he's going to be like a mentor for like other characters, including apparently Batgirl, which sucks a little bit because I feel like Batman vs. Superman set up the Thomas Wayne, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, gritty... You know, my son died. My wife turned into Joker. I've got a gun. <laughs> like, I'm Jeffrey Dean Morgan. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a bat with some barbed wire. <laughs> yeah, I've just, got a bat, man. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great payoff if you beat someone up with like a barbed wire bat and they just have that kind of a joke. That's just Batman. Yeah. Batman, because he's called Batman because he, because he kills people with a barbed bat. wire bat. Nailed it. Now, look, Warner, if you're listening, we've nailed it. Get Keaton in if you want, but get Jeffrey Dean Morgan in as Thomas Wayne, but just give him a barbed wire bat like Negan. So if anyone doesn't understand what we're on about for any reason, Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays Negan in The Walking Dead. I'm sure they got it. They might have done. I mean, the two and people that listen to they, this. If probably. they didn't get it, if they didn't get it, then I don't think they care. <laughs> right, we'll move on. Sticking with DC a little bit, even though it's not DC. So we're not sticking with it. Um, Henry Cavill. So The Witcher Season 2 is going to be back on set, Touchwood, on the 17th of August. Excited? Yes. Means we'll probably... Next year. Yeah, probably <laughs> get the end of next year. <laughs> right. 
the summer next year. But I mean, to be fair, it was supposed to be that. It's supposed to be that anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, it was supposed to be. They're late. keeping it on track, which is good, which is exciting. And there's no more time skipping. It's all one linear time now, which is good. There's no backwards and forwards, which would be exciting. Um, I just want to see Henry Cavill in in the bath again. Oh, <laughs> wet wet Henry Cavill <laughs> with a big sword. So weird. Uh, yeah, I'm going to move on. So. It's been 20 years since Chicken Run first came out. And now Netflix... Are you not going to read your, um, the title well, of this bit? I, I, I steal these from yeah. other websites. Right, okay. <laughs> so if I read that out, I'm basically stealing someone else's pun. But I know you want me to say that this is excellent news because that's what it says there. It's a cracking joke. It is a cracking joke. That's it's you a cracking were just, joke. You were just waiting for me to tee that up. But yeah, so we mentioned this. We must have mentioned this about two or three months ago, but this is actually happening now. Um, but Netflix have bought the rights to it. So it's going to be interesting because, well, I, I don't quite know what the plot's going to be. And also... Maybe chicken's running. Well, there is that. I mean, I think that they've said that it takes place several years after when they've escaped and there's some sort of big plot against all chickens all yeah, over the world. Yeah, dead. Chickens would be dead. Well, actually. in real life, a chicken would be dead. Yeah, I mean, they don't live that long. But yeah. also, <laughs> you look really, really, wow. <laughs> dead. Dead chickens. Mel Gibson as well. He's had a bit of a, since this first film come out, his career's gone very all over the place. He's said some Mel very... somewhere in that film. Yeah, he said some very suspect things as well in the past, in the media, about different ethnicities and his... And Passion of the Christ. Yes, so, I mean, do you think they'll get him back? I mean, he's got to come back, surely, aren't they? Or do you think they'll just get someone that sounds yeah, like Rocky? I mean, he's still he's still in films, isn't he? He was in, uh, he was in Daddy's Home. Yes. Two. Yeah. <laughs> okay, he just added that in there. Two. <laughs> he wasn't in the first one. He wasn't in the first one, you're right. He was all right in that film, to be fair, as well. It's not the best. But anyway, digress. Are you excited about Chicken Run? Yes. The sequel. Yes. Right. Okay, let's move on. So... Cobra Kai, which was a TV series set after the Karate Kid, the original Karate Kid films, um, was on YouTube as a an actual series on YouTube. But because YouTube are no longer doing series anymore, it's moving to Netflix. So we're going to be getting Cobra Kai on Netflix. Are you excited to learn all about waxing on and waxing off? No. For, <laughs> no. Couldn't care. Couldn't care less. Sweep the leg, man. No? No, I couldn't give a fuck. Okay, we'll move on then. <laughs> Just thought I'd add it in there. So something coming to Netflix soon, Cobra Kai. Um, in Brooklyn Nine-Nine news, and sort of quite fittingly with everything that's going on in the world right now, Terry Crews has revealed that they have thrown out all of the scripts for season eight. So they've scrapped everything and they're starting again with fresh scripts because of police brutality that's going across the world right now. So they've decided that they want to. They're either going to draw focus to it in a way that Brooklyn Nine Nine can and probably will do really well, or they may have had something related to it in that season and they've pulled it out. But I think that from what it sounds like, they're reworking it so that they can put a good message about good policing and the how some police officers are corrupt. Like obviously, a lot of these actors are really passionate about Black Lives Matter movement and police brutality and. You know the 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 pro making the world a better place, and Terry Crews is a solid guy. So, are you excited to see what they do with that? Cause I kind of am. Like, yeah, yes. 
I don't, I don't really. I don't think I've watched the last two seasons. Have you not? No. Well, it's <laughs> going well, folks. We'll move on. <laughs> we'll move on, but um, we'll we'll see see what they do in season eight. Now, slightly exciting news, maybe, maybe. There's going to be a Twister reboot in the works at Universal with Joseph Konsinski eyed to direct. Now, does Twister need a reboot? No. Not really. <laughs> it's the weather. <laughs> it's the weather. Oh, man, another tornado. Do you think they're going to do another, another flying cow as like the promotional for it as Daisy. well? Just like, what? Daisy. Daisy the cow. I just... What's called Daisy on it? Yeah, I, I just... Why? I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. This <laughs> is actually not Twister. It's just Wizard of Oz reboot. The Twizard of Oz. <laughs> it's, it's set from the focal point of the Twister that's in the Wizard of Oz. It's all about the story of, of the Twister in the Wizard of Oz. Oh, you didn't like that. Okay, we'll move on. <laughs> so in real world news... Disney are replacing Splash Mountain, which, for anyone that doesn't know, potentially in the past has had racial connotations around it because of the theming of the era that is set around and where it is, um, like colonialism and sort of... All, all of that. They're, they're all about changing it anyway. So Disneyland and Walt Disney World are now reimagining it to feature Princess and the Frog. Because obviously it's more diverse and little nerd would have been better. Yeah, I suppose, <laughs> but I think they're going down the diverse route to show that they they, they care, um, which is good, which is good. And there's just some real world news that I just thought I'd put in there. So we'll move on. <laughs> um, a news that I'm sure will tintillate and excite John Wall to his very core. We're getting Dodgson in Jurassic World Dominion. Now, does that mean anything to you? No. Right. Can you remember the first Jurassic Park film? Yeah. Can you remember when Dennis Nedry is no. doing the deal no. to fuck everyone over? No. Where he gets the pie and he puts the shaving cream on it and he's in his Hawaiian shirt and the guy gives him the briefcase with the money in it and he's like, you get us the embryos and put them in this little can. Um it's right at the beginning of the film before they go on the island and it's just setting up Dennis Nedry's character as being the villain like because he steals the shit. No. No. <laughs> anyway, it's in the book as well. It's the same thing. And the character... Well, I haven't read the book either. <laughs> okay. Well, Lewis Dodgson is in the book. It's the same character that sat at the table with Dennis Nedry in the first film doing that deal. He gives him the shaving can, etc. He hasn't been in any of the other films and that the guy that played him, for the life of me, I can't remember his name, but he pretty sure he got prison time and he's not been an actor since so they've recast this guy um so they've recast with campbell scott now he's playing him and in it's going to bore you to tears but because I'm doing a podcast i must mention it <laughs> dodgson's character is quite important because he works for a different company to the company that sets up jurassic park so ingen who create the dinosaurs in jurassic park have a rival genetics company called biosyn now, Biosyn is Dodgson's company, and he's in charge of trying to steal the ideas from InGen so that they can do it and have their own theme park. But he's going to be in Jurassic World Dominion because, if you remember, at the end of Fallen Kingdom, everyone... <laughs> you didn't watch it, did you? No. <laughs> at the end of Fallen Kingdom, spoilers, people, 
the dinosaurs obviously get out. Oh, God, whoa. <laughs> Who would have thought it? But Every they, single Jurassic Park film ever, the, but, the, the dinosaurs get out. They're, they're off the island and they're officially out there in the world. And that means that in a genetic sense, people could capture a dinosaur and then learn how to create a dinosaur. So I'm presuming... All the dinosaurs could breed. Well, they can breed as well. But Dodgson's character, he's probably going to be pivotal to some dodgy dealings or some... So he's going to be the villain. He will be part of the the setup. He might have even been in the background of the other films without us realising. It's important to me because I love the franchise. I know you couldn't give a hoot at all, but I just thought I'd mention it. So they've cast Dodgson, played by Campbell Scott. Really exciting. And this film started filming again, as I mentioned on the last episode, a few days ago, back in London at Pinewood Studios. So it should, in theory, be coming out next year. So touch wood, we'll actually get a big blockbuster in June that we can go see, providing that we're not all shutting doors still. But fingers crossed. Um, in Marvel news, obviously, Chiwetel Edge 4 has confirmed. I don't know why he needed to confirm it because it seemed obvious to me. I don't know if it seemed obvious to you, but he's playing Baron Cal Mordo in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And obviously, for those that don't know the character... He is a villain. He was a villain in the comics. He's just the opposite of Doctor Strange. The Ancient One picked him first, and then he went evil. So, yeah, it's the same as exactly what happens in the story, pretty much in the film. And at the very end of that film, you can see him going around trying to kill other magicians or other magic users so because he doesn't believe that anyone else should have the power because they, they aren't worthy of using it. So we don't know where he was during Endgame. We have no idea what he was doing in Infinity War, but he believes, and this is what, Chiwetel Ejiofor said in an interview that all will be revealed when asked why he was absent during Infinity War and Endgame. Presumably he was absent because, well, he's not a hero. So why would he help? And he probably was dusted. Or was it, Or maybe he was. He, he used his powers and went into the multiverse and went somewhere else. Probably doing something, wasn't he? Somewhere dodgy. He was chilling somewhere. Doing something dodgy somewhere. <laughs> he probably went into the, uh, into the dust place and was just like, Recruiting. Yeah. <laughs> Just behind bike sheds. Even, even though none of them know what happened. And they were, they were all like blips and shit. I bet he was just like... Hey, yeah. come around here. Come here, do you want to help might, me? I reckon he, he might have dragged people out of it. What, just putting them out a the back door? <laughs> he, he could... He had the power to get anybody out of the... Yeah, out of the cell stone, whatever you said earlier. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't news to me, but it's been announced as news. So anyway, moving on. Wedding Crashes sequel... So there's been a tease by Rachel McAdams and Will Ferrell because they've been doing the press circuit for the new Eurovision film that there's going to be a Wedding Crashes sequel. Will Ferrell said that there's a plan. Oh. No more news on that. Are you excited for that? Because I am. Sure. Great. <laughs> Excellent. Breaking news. Probably not breaking anymore. Elizabeth Banks has been cast as Miss Frizzle in the Magic School Bus movie. <laughs> Lovely. I will not be watching that. <laughs> <laughs> no? Magic School Bus, you remember it as a kid? Yeah. The, I can't remember what jingle goes. No. <laughs> Elizabeth Banks is fairly funny. You bet it's going to be a kid's film. Mm. It might be like a Ghostbusters type thing. Like, hopefully not the, the, the rebooted Ghostbusters that we got. More like the rebooted Ghostbusters we're about to get. Who knows? Anyway, moving on. Boris Johnson's handling of the coronavirus is being adapted into a TV drama. Ooh. Um, I can imagine the ending's not going to be too great. <laughs> Just 
just based on. We don't know, do we? Well, we don't know. It's still, still, still happening, <laughs> but I mean, his handling wasn't particularly great, so it's going to make for quite interesting TV. I mean, it could be worse. I imagine that this is going to be an ITV drama. It's just it, it wasn't just, great, but it could have been a lot worse. It could have been a lot worse, to be fair. I mean, who would you want to play Boris Johnson? Um, Danny DeVito. <laughs> Danny DeVito. <laughs> TV drama. <laughs> yeah. Um, like Johnny Vegas. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I can kind of I can kind of picture it. Although he's got a very very deep Lancastrian accent, I don't think it would quite work. But you know, fair enough. <laughs> Just thought I'd add that in there. Um, have you seen the trailer for Jared Butler's new movie, Greenland? Oh, it is. What? Hang on. What do you think it's about? <laughs> Before I say anything else, don't say Greenland. <laughs> Marijuana. No. Think of the type of films that Jared Butler is most commonly in. Protecting the president. Oh, he's protecting something. Protecting the marijuana. He's, he's protecting his family from oh, a this. giant meteor that crashes into the world. And it's one of those like doomsday films where the satellites were watching this meteor. And every, I can't remember if it was called Greenland or whether he... No, I think he has to get to Greenland because that's where all the escape pods are for the Earth to, to leave. Like all the rich people get to leave that, I think. I've only watched this trailer once and I might be confusing it with something else. But he he basically has to protect his family and he's like, I, I vow that I, I will protect you, son, and you won't die in a flaming inferno like everyone else does because the, the world basically I mean, ends. Someone's going to die in it. Well, a lot of people are going to die in it. So it's, it's a disaster movie. Yes, it's a disaster it's gonna movie. It's going to be shit. Yeah, it's going to be terrible, but are we going to watch it though? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I'm a hundred. I hundred percent love watching disaster movies because they're really, really good to review because they're usually terrible. <laughs> Transition. Hi, I'm Dietrich. I'm Alex. And I'm Ben. We're from the podcast That Song From That Movie, the journey through the very best and worst of movie songs. We want you to join us on our voyage across the cinematic sound waves as we take a deep dive on a new song and movie each week to figure out just what makes them tick. Already we've set sail with Celine Dion on the Titanic, found a friend in Toy Story, and gotten drenched out in the rain with Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Hopefully each breakdown allows us to answer the ultimate question of what's better, the movie or the song. Or at least learn something new along the way. Just like learning that Toy Story 4 is a meaningless cash grab without a soul. You can subscribe right now on all good podcast platforms. If you use one of the bad ones, then that's on you, and we can't be held responsible. Subscribe to that song from that movie. In Pirates of the Caribbean news, Margot Robbie is set to star in a new set of Pirates of the Caribbean films with the writer from Birds of Prey. Um, who's going to be writing as well, so Christina Hodson. Um, it's going to be a separate film um, than any of the reboots. So obviously we're meant to be getting the Johnny Depp films back, like another set of three films of Jack Sparrow. This film will tee up another trilogy based on her as a pirate, like a different pirate. Okay. What do you think? I mean, she, she's she's all over everywhere at the moment, and she's Margot Robbie. Would you go watch Pirates of the Caribbean film led by Margot Robbie? Probably. Yeah. yeah. She, yeah. she did all right in Birds of Prey. She, she, she basically pretty much one man's, one woman's that film. I mean, I imagine if there's... They'll probably 
come together as well, won't they, shall they? If they're doing three normal ones... Maybe, like a crossover, like go all Marvel with it and just try it. <laughs> then they'll surely come together at some point. You'd hope so. Even if it's just like Johnny Depp wandering across the screen. It's <laughs> <laughs> like drunkenly wandering across in his Jack Sparrow. Where is the realm? <laughs> um, the farmer now. <laughs> <laughs> well, from like Norfolk or something. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on. So The Boys Season 2 is going to premiere on Amazon Prime on September the 4th. Um, three episodes will premiere on that day and then we'll get a weekly episode for five weeks after. You excited for the boys season two? I didn't finish season one. Oh my god! I'm gonna I finish, finish season that. one. You could sandwich them together and watch them like into each other, like some sort of tasty, gory, violent superhero sandwich. Mm. <laughs> is, that, is that tasty? Mm. Or just <laughs> an acknowledging? Mm. <laughs> That's what we mean. Oh god! Right, we'll move on because I'm losing him. Um, <laughs> In a section I like to call everyone changing how they do things because of recent world events. I don't think you like to call it that because I don't think you've ever called it that ever. Well, this is this is the staple section that we always have. What are you talking about? We have this every week. No, he's right, we don't. But Mike Henry, who is the voice of Cleveland, is no longer going to voice Cleveland on Family Guy. Um, he has come out saying it's been an honour to play Cleveland, Family Guy for 20 years. I love this character, but persons of colour should play characters of colour. Therefore, I will be stepping down from the role. This follows. Um, Jenny Slate is likewise stepping down from voicing Missy in Big Mouth for the very same reason. So in season four, that's already wrapped production, but season five onwards, Missy will be voiced by a person of colour voice actor as well. And... The same with The Simpsons. So The Simpsons have just sort of said that any any character that they've had, so Dr. Hibbert, for example, any black character that's played by any of the, the white casting will now be recast. Um, it, you know, the, they're following the Black Lives Matter movement that's going on at the moment and, and sticking with that. I don't particularly have any problem with this. The only thing we mentioned before, we had a little chat before, is finding voice actors to match the voices that we've grown accustomed to and got used to. I, I, look, I, I don't care. I mean, if they don't sound the same, it's not the end of the world, but it is the only thing that we mentioned. And that's not even a big problem. It's, it's just one of them where it's interesting to see what they'll do. Have you got any thoughts? Because she's just nodding. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just a, a strange one. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any strong feelings either way. Like, I, it, it's great that that's what they feel. It's, this is also, this hasn't come from the studios. All of this has come from the voice actors. I think The Simpsons, it hasn't come from the studio, but they, have, as a collective, have said, we need to change it. But um, both Jenny Slate I think, I and... Just, I think some people are overthinking things. Possibly. Maybe it's... Guilt or, or whatever it is yeah. that's making him overthink things. It might be something to do with trying to fix things in case later down the line it comes back to haunt him. But possibly, I, I think they're overthinking things. I mean, I've, I've missed it out here. Sorry to to cut in, but the the other person that's come out with the same thing, even though they've finished now. So Alison Brie has come out saying that she regrets voicing a Vietnamese American character in BoJack Horseman. So she played Diane in all of. 
the Bojack Horseman series, all six seasons that are on Netflix. Um, again, she's she's another person, but they've already filmed it. So she's just openly voicing now. Again, potentially like you've just said to cover, to cover herself, even even though she hasn't done anything wrong. Like she hasn't. She's she's an actor. She's taken an acting gig. It's the same with all the other people that have taken a gig um, to do a voice, you know, to do voice work, which is what they're paid to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe I. I kind of agree with you. I, I do think people maybe are overthinking it. It's like what we said before off podcast. We we were saying that the whole movement at the moment and the whole thing that people want is just equality and end to racism and to, to not be, you know, in America's case, to not be pulled over just for being black or being shot at or abused mm. just for the colour of the skin. Like I don't think anyone's out there demanding... Well, yeah. Cleveland, Cleveland needs to needs to be black. Like, I'm sure there are people out there that maybe feel that way, but I don't think that that's a demand. It's more of a, this has just come from them feeling a little bit guilty and a little bit internally feeling like that's the direction they want to go with. That's not what people are asking for. But again, it's not a bad thing. So anyway, we will move on. We'll leave it there. But I, it, interesting, interesting that you know, four different shows have all sort of done the same thing. Um, the Disney Channel. Is leaving the UK. No one cares about it anymore. No, nope, no. Nope. Everyone's got Disney Plus, even though there's nothing to watch on it. <laughs> we all bought it. We're all waiting for all the Marvel stuff because there's nothing else to watch on it. The Disney Channel has died to death. You don't need it because if you've got Disney Plus, you can watch every program that was ever on the Disney Channel that you could possibly imagine that you used to like as a kid. You don't need the, like we don't know what any of the new shows are, and we don't care. Because we're it's not crap anyway. Kids, my my niece was watching some other day, and it was just the worst piece of turd ever. Yeah, well, they're clearly not putting any any investment or understanding. Anyway, the channel's going. It's either later on this year. I think it's just gone. So, end of that. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> in in film news, you know, like the stuff that we like to go watch that we soon may be able to. Tenet and Mulan got pushed back again. So I mentioned this on the re-recording of episode 14, but the official date is Tenet is now coming out in the UK on the 12th of August. Mulan is being pushed back to the 21st of August, I believe. I may have got them the other way around, I'm not sure. But we just found out the other day that our local cinema that was opening on the 13th of July, which was next week, has now been pushed back to coincide with these dates, presumably because they don't think anyone's going to go see films that are already out, but they will go see films that are coming out. Makes sense, doesn't it? Like, we, we we were under the, you know, if it were, if the cinemas were going to be open and safe next week, we were potentially going to go and, like, maybe watch some stuff that we missed out on just before lockdown. But the real pull, really, at the moment for me is going and seeing Tanette and Mulan because that's what we probably would have got to go watch in May, June. March. <laughs> well, I think it was May and June that these were meant to be coming out. But, yeah, anyway, just thought I'd mention that. In HBO news, they always make really, 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 really good shows. So HBO are doing a show called Lovecraft County. Yeah, Lovecast, Lovecraft Country. I think county then. Um, in August, um, it's being directed by both Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams. Um, and it, it again, I think it's a, a race-related kind of sci-fi element. I think there's a monster in it. Show sure. and I, I believe the monster is because obviously H.P. Lovecraft, the guy that created all the old um, 
sort of comics and novels back in like I can't remember if it's the sixties or seventies. He, he did like Cthulhu. Cthulhu, yeah, yeah. So, so I think that's why this particular place is called Lovecraft Country. I think that's what the there's going to be a sci-fi spooky element to it. Um, it looks really good. I'm guessing you haven't seen the trailer for this. No, it's Cthulhu going to be in it. To be honest, I didn't think about it until you've just said it. Even though no one knew Cthulhu was a H.P. Lovecraftian thing. <laughs> there is, I'm sure there's some sort of weird tentacles in the trailer that you don't, like, if that's in it, that would be so cool, because Cthulhu doesn't really get that much screen time or anything. He's obviously in the opening credits for Rick and Morty, there's that South baby back. Cthulhu and the giant one. There's, oh yeah, there's Cthulhu in South, South Park. Park. <laughs> and he's got like a Justin Bieber t-shirt on. Yeah, he's uh, friends with Catman, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, more news on that one, we get it, but it looks exciting. So Lovecraft Country, it's going to be a HBO series. Go look for the trailer. It looks really good. Um, HBO Max are to release a longer, more violent version of Casino Royale. So in this country, I don't think we're getting HBO Max. So I don't know how we're going to get like the Snyder Cut and all the other stuff. I'm sure we will get it somehow. It'll end up on Sky or something. But apparently there's a more violent version of Casino Royale. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? Isn't it a James Bond film? Yeah. I don't understand, like, did did the film a gritty, like, 15 or 18 version of James Bond? It's like, would that work? <laughs> I kind of want to watch it, but it's early Daniel Craig Bond as well, which is the best kind, because he gradually gets pretty terrible very quickly, but <laughs> Casino Royale is a great film. You're all right. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's because we watched it when we were, like, 14, though. Maybe. Maybe more exciting. Um... So, we've just been talking about cinemas and the effect of everything getting pushed back and getting pushed back and getting pushed back. Well, apparently, the UK cinema scene is set for the worst year since 1996. I've got no idea what happened in 1996. Toy Story came out. I don't know. Spit, spit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all those cows that weren't going to the cinema in 1996. But anyway, this is obviously due to coronavirus, and um, so the revenues forecast is going to fall by ni- nearly nine hundred million pounds, um, despite the plans for it to reopen. But that's it's really obvious, it's just obvious that they're not going to make as much money because there's not been open. Anyway, just thought I'd add that in there. Sad times, but I don't think the cinemas will abandon us. I, I do, you know, they're not going to disappear. You'd imagine. I don't know if I think that. <laughs> um, in the news that I mentioned last time to you. Warner Brothers Montreal are making the next Batman game and it'll be reportedly revealed during the DC Fandom, which is, must be like their version of Comic-Con, Batman. on August the 22nd. Batman. So, but no else to say. We mentioned it before. It could be to do with Court of Owls. That's that's the rumour at the moment. Beavis and Butthead. Very excited about this one. Is rebooting. It's coming back. It's coming to Comedy Central, I believe. Yeah. Um, oh, it's it's going to be weird on there, though. Completely new. music videos anymore? No, because it used to be on MTV. Uh, but yeah I mean if you don't know who Beavis and Butthead are give it a Google they're a staple 90s MTV TV series yeah we're brilliant it, it's fantastic it, 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 I can't I think that's coming through <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't I can't really explain can you explain Beavis and Butthead it's like two teenagers that are uh, they literally just sit and watch TV and they used to just talk about everything that they saw on TV but because it was on MTV, they'd like talk about music videos, but I don't know how they're going to do it now. In the movie, the um, 
they go to they they've gone like an American tar by accident. <laughs> they, they're going to get. Isn't um, that when they've got the TV stolen? Yeah, the TV gets stolen, and that's the whole reason that they got. So this this guy pays them to go kill his wife, basically, because he thinks they're um, he thinks they're assassins. <laughs> when really, but he says, um, "I'll pay you to do my wife." So they right, think two they think that they're off to go have sex with her, when really, um, really, he, he thinks they're going to kill him. So then he they show up at her apartment, and then she's like. Well, I'll pay you double to go do him, <laughs> and then they're like, "We can just pretend that it's a it's a woman." <laughs> but anyway, what, as you can tell, we're both very excited about movies of Blade coming back. Um, I'm sure they had a reboot a few years ago on on MTV or or some. They brought some a few. No, they, yeah, they brought it back for a bit. But and but it's coming back again. It's the same person that created the '90s show, so it should be interesting. Any news that will probably not be that interesting to you, and it's particularly not that interesting to me because I stopped watching it in season two but Ozark season four is the extended and final season coming to Netflix so that's oh. the show with Jason Bateman in it um I might I might pick it back up I got a bit bored during season two and just stopped but everyone keeps telling me it's amazing so maybe I need to carry on and get to season four um in big Spider-Man rumor news we've got Spider-Man Tom Holland in a six picture deal in the works so this should apparently be a new deal to tie in any of the, the other Sony movies that we're planning to do and also to start a second trilogy with Tom Holland when he's in college. Um, and I think the plan is is that hopefully Marvel will retain Spider-Man past this six-picture deal and they'll do another trilogy where Peter Parker's an adult, which I assume at some stage they'll probably introduce Miles Morales because it's being teased. Uh, you know, like they'll flesh it out and eventually you'll have this... Tom Holland will become almost like Robert Downey Jr., in the sense, oh, Chris Evans, like this character that's played the role for 10, 15 years, and because he's quite young anyway, he'll be that person. I mean, I already view him as the best Spider-Man that we've had. So by then, he's probably going to be the only Spider-Man that most people view as their Spider-Man. Excited about that? It's only a rumour at this stage, but I imagine this will happen. Yeah, I think that makes sense, yeah. It's what we haven't seen as well. We haven't seen him go through college, not properly anyway. The first Tobey Maguire ones, he kind of... Yeah. So he's... He's got six pictures. That's going to be like... It is going to be about 10 years, isn't it? 11 years. Yeah, I think the six pictures so include Avengers and stuff. We're going to watch him get old. Yeah. I can't, I, can't, I can't even imagine what Tom Holland's going to look like in like his mid... Well, his mid to late that, 30s. That will, that'll line up Miles Morales and then Donald Glover will be Prowler. Yeah. We'll see. He'll be old by then. We'll see. He'll actually be his. But he, he, he mentions in one of the films, doesn't he? He says that he's, he's his nephew. Nephew. Yeah, yeah. Because he's dealing weapons or whatever. But he he doesn't want the he doesn't want the high powered weapons, doesn't he? The guy turns up with like the the alien weapons, and he's like, "Oh, I just fought like a handgun, like some." Because he's like a petty criminal, and he's not he's not the prowler at that point. I think he, if they do use Donald Glover throughout these films, at the moment he's just. A petty criminal, like a thief, like you know, the odd hand robbery and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, they've teed all that up, so this is exciting. Anyway, they're gonna we'll, kill him, aren't they? What? Possibly, Holland? possibly. Holland's gonna die. <laughs> possibly, yeah. But we're talking fifteen, ten, fifteen years from now. Like this six-picture deal plus another three. It'll be the end. It'll be the very, very, very end. It'll be in some big Avengers type film, or it'll just die the way that he does. In Ultimate Spider-Man. 
Mm. Possibly. Where he just it's a really sad ending and he just uh, he just dies and sees everybody that's died. Yeah. He sees Uncle Ben, doesn't he? It, that is a very impactful so if anyone doesn't know what we're on about, Ultimate Spider Man was the other comic book run which did introduce Miles Morales, which he's then as I mentioned in the last episode, he's pulled over into the the normal continuity now of the comics. He's been one of the few characters that in the Ultimate series of stuff managed to be put in the six one six, the regular comics. Um, but yeah it's a really 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 sad story and it's got Sinister Six in it which is something that Marvel and Sony are apparently teeing up and it looks fairly obvious that that is the plan eventually we've already seen we've seen nearly six Spider-Man villains as it is and there's still others that they can use so in MCU yeah so we've seen Shocker we've seen uh, Scorpion, but only in a tease. We've seen Prowler only in a tease. Vulture. Vulture. Um, we've got... Mysterio. Mysterio. We've got Venom and Morbius, even though Morbius and Venom are kind of on the fence as to villainous intentions, whether or not Sony puts them in. But there is a rumour that this new deal and the deal that the signed... You know, like the one at the beginning of this year that the signed to keep Tom Holland. There is a rumour that somewhere hidden away in all that is the right, we at Sony want our films in the MCU. There's no negotiation. Like, you know, Venom is going to be in the MCU with Tom Hardy. Um, so, yeah, th- there's enough villains. There's also a rumour that the guy from Far From Home, who is one of the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, who is the guy that drives the bus. I don't know if you know what about oh, yeah. He There's a rumour online that he could be another Skrull that is the way that they do Chameleon. They use, right. a, they use like a villainous scroll to be chameleon as opposed to a guy that can change his shape into different people. It's going to be... Like, Who makes these rumours up? I, I don't know. They're all over the internet, but it could work. Um, but anyway, we'll move on because we're, we're, we're sticking with this too long. But it's exciting news anyway, so hopefully that comes true. I can, can see it happening. Um, did you see the trailer for the Fallout video game TV series on Amazon I did. Prime? I did, yeah. Um, it's just a tease. We, fun. None of us knew that that would come in. I reckon it'll be terrible, but I'm still going to watch it. Do you think it'll just be set in one vault? Like, one season will be one vault and one person's, like, story, and then the next season will just be a different vault with a different person's story. Because they're all experiments out of the vaults are all different. Like, you could have a full thing around vault 78 and then vault 140, like, a different character. You could literally have a different lead actor and a different story and a different wacky, insane thing in every single season. Yeah, well, how does that work? In the games, I thought it was just thing. What you 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 survive the nuclear holocaust by going into Vault Tech vaults. Yeah, and the Vault Tech vaults are all over America, and some people were experimented on. Some people are in an experiment, but they don't know. Some people get trapped in them. They're all different. Basically, they're all different things, and your scenario is completely different depending on which vault you were in and what. You know, there could have been a mad scientist that was in charge of your vault that was experimenting on people, or you could be in a vault where they were trying to make people breed on purpose to try and create like the perfect person, or, or you know, a vault where they give someone superpowers, or like there was all those kind of elements to it. Um, yeah, I, the only thing I'm interested on is hopefully Prime put enough money in to make the monsters look good, because otherwise, like the yeah. mutations and stuff, they look shit. It'll ruin the full thing. They've got to go full out. Hit that game. Couldn't do it. It's difficult, isn't it? In but certain it's like those games where you've got to, if you don't go to the right places first, and you won't be able to do things because you'll just die. 
the long <laughs> as well. So hopefully, hopefully the TV series isn't as long as the games. But <laughs> um, I'm excited by it anyway. It's, it's a different take. It's good that maybe more. It's it's good that more video games are getting turned into TV series rather than films. Because I imagine if they tried making a Fallout film, you get you, you get what maximum two hours to try and tell that full story. Whereas in a TV series, you could have between eight and 13 episodes of an hour long each and you can properly set the world and the scene. And, you know, there's probably people that don't know about the video game that will watch it because it's on Amazon Prime. It'll, it'll get marketed to shit. They can actually tell it properly. Obviously, it's a different thing to, say, Detective Pikachu or Sonic. They're video games that people all know about and you can make good films because people recognise them. Whereas making Fallout and allegedly the making The Last of Us into a TV series as well will work because you can actually set up things in a better way. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, anyway, we'll move on. It's exciting news. So, Sex Education Free is to start shooting in August. Did you you watch Sex Education? I didn't finish season two. I got a gap with two. You need to just tee everything up so that when these new seasons start, you can just watch straight through from the other season. I'll just don't watch them. I'll just don't, I'll just don't <laughs> watch them. <laughs> um, did you see the trailer? Um, this this is directly from Seth Rogen's... Uh, I don't know why it says Seth Roger there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. This is directly from it. Seth Rogen's Twitter account, exactly as he described it. It's a classic tale of a guy falling into a pickle vat, getting brined, waking up 100 years later in modern New York. Here is the trailer for an American pickle. So basically, you watched Rick and Morty and thought, oh, that's a good idea. I'll do that. <laughs> you watched it whilst he was high. <laughs> and it was like, make a good idea for a film. Is he actually a pickle in it? Um, no, it's a real person that is 100 years ago in his, this pickle factory. And then he falls into the pickle vat and he gets brined, so he survives somehow. And they find him as they're about to knock down the pickle factory 100 years later, pull him out, and then he goes and visits his great, great, great grandson or whatever who is also Seth Rogen. So it's Seth Rogen and <laughs> Seth Rogen. Um, and obviously it's like an old-timey Seth Rogen and then Seth Rogen, um, like a modern version of Seth Rogen that you come to expect. The trailer looks absolutely hilarious. I think this is going to be really good. This is coming to HBO Max. So again, I don't know how we're going to get it. Maybe we won't. <laughs> Maybe we don't get any of this cool stuff that's coming to HBO Max. Um, but will you watch it from that premise alone? Maybe. I, I think it, it, it's Seth Rogen, man. It's going to be good. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> That's this thing with Seth Rogen. It's either it's either good or it's 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 okay. Right. Okay. Well, we'll see. What um, in very quick news that was brought to my attention by Quadbanger, and I did a bit of research. Marvel Comics have bought the rights to the Alien and Predator comics that were originally owned by Dark Horse. This means nothing towards the MCU. It just means that Marvel Comics are now making the Alien and Predator comics. Just thought I'd add it in there. Um, obviously, if Marvel really wanted to, they already own Fox, which owns Alien and Predator. So if they wanted to put them in the films, they could do, but they probably won't. There's apparently a rumour that in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, on Ego's planet, with all the alien um, skulls from all the failed children that he had, there is an alien and a Predator skull in that big pile of skulls. Um, that's what someone's said on Reddit, and they've tried screenshotting it to look at it, but we'll see. Um, but yeah. Um, <laughs> in 
sad news, Nick Cordero, um, the Broadway actor, has been battling with COVID-19 and unfortunately he died at the age of 41. You possibly most well know him from Rock of Ages. I think that's the film no. that I have Tom Cruise. I've seen, I've seen the film. Yeah, he's in, he's in that. that. I think, well, I believe so. Um, just thought I'd add it in there, just to, you know, another obituary. RIP, we'll keep going. And following the trend, I shouldn't laugh. I'm probably going to get this really wrong because my pronunciation as a Yorkshire man is, is quite broad. <laughs> um, but Ennio Morricone, maybe? Morricone um, looks right. Is the Oscar winning composer, and he sadly died this past week, age 91. Um, the Oscar winning composition that I believe he did was for the Hit for Light. Um, but he's been tied to hundreds of films. He's, he's done all. I, I believe he did the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Um, so he's all the way back then. Obviously, a long cinematographic career as a composer. So R.I.P. And I promise, I, I think anyway. Let me just double check that that is the last death. That is. So we'll, we'll move on to some more news before we wrap this up. The Black Widow movie will hand the baton to Florence Pugh, says Kate Shortland, the director. So that's the new Black Widow, the blonde-haired lass that's in the trailer, Florence Pugh. She's going to be the new Black Widow moving she forward. I don't know. The obsession. Do you think that, what is that the one thing, that you, the only <laughs> thing you can be to be Black Widow is dyed red hair? Or blonde hair? Yeah. That's it? <laughs> red hair. You don't, always has red hair. You don't need the assassination skills. Nah. You don't hair. need the red room. Red hair in a catsuit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, anyway, it, I, to me, this seemed bloody obvious, but it, it was news this week. It's probably because Marvel have got nothing to say at the moment, so no, I did that. Um, you remember before we mentioned that there was going to be a Furiosa prequel from Mad Max Fury Road, but Charlie's Theron wasn't going to play Furiosa because it was a prequel. Well, she's admitted recently that it was a tough one to swallow and it was a little heartbreaking because she really likes that character. Oh. Um, that's a bit sad. And it is a bit annoying because she's actually really good in Mad Max and I can imagine that it wouldn't, make, it wouldn't be that difficult to make her look young enough for it to be a prequel. Um, you're pulling a funny face, so I believe you've read on. Um, Chris Hemsworth to play Hulk Hogan in the Hogan biopic. What the fuck? <laughs> he is a, a real Hogan. Australian. <laughs> um, why is he making a film about Hulk Hogan? Wasn't he like completely outwitted as being a massive racist? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. America, man. Jesus. I mean, it's Chris Hemsworth. This could be hilarious. It could be like one of those comedic biopics. I mean, it 100% will be. What do you think? What are your initial thoughts on that? Okay. <laughs> I don't know what to think of that. <laughs> well, we'll move on then. Um, Janelle Monet. so this is another rumour, Janelle Monet is rumoured to be Storm in the MCU. Now, I say to be, because in an interview with the Empire magazine that's just come out recently, she specifically said she wants to play Storm in the MCU and she has contacted Ryan Coogler, who was the Black Panther director. He's also the director for Black Panther 2 saying that she would like to play Storm. So she's gone out and gone, I want to be Storm, kind of being Black Panther 2. Um, very direct. <laughs> but, I mean, Marvel like that sometimes. It might work. I mean, she's a she's, she's an actress. Um, I believe she's a singer-songwriter as well. Um, she said that she really liked Hayley Berry, um, her version as well. And she's, she's always, since then, dreamt of being Storm. 
And there's been loads of fan art mocked up of a, you know, a bit like the John Krasinski, Mr. Fantastic stuff where people have just drawn him in the thing. So make of that what you will. She does ha- in the comics, Storm does have a relationship with T'Challa. So it does, it does become a thing. So it might be a way of introducing the X-Men without initially having an X-Men film. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Um, okay. <laughs> just okay. Imagine if that's how easy it was. I want to be this person. Just, let me do it. Just start writing in. <laughs> I just start. Go on, go on, Ryan Coogler. Let me be a. Let me be Johnny Storm. <laughs> Don't be tight. <laughs> I want to be the new Johnny Storm. We can start a campaign if you want. Just start a hashtag. Yeah. Big John for John Storm. <laughs> go on, it's already my name. <laughs> um, so in other Marvel related news we'll, we'll speed this up Marvel are skipping or allegedly this hasn't been confirmed yet but they're alleged to be skipping Comic Con at home which is in the next couple of weeks to do a Marvel version where they'll be just announcing stuff for Marvel films and TV series so there's rumours of a Eternals trailer there's rumours of a new Black Widow trailer um, some footage from Shang-Chi that the film before lockdown, but not a proper trailer because they haven't got far enough into it. Some trailers for Loki, for Falcon Winter Soldier, and for WandaVision, just to tee stuff up, and maybe some casting announcements for Miss Marvel and for Moon Knight. See some rumours going around about Moon Knight. Um, and She-Hulk as well. So, do you think they'll do any of that? Big shill. Do, do you think they'll do it, or do you think they'll just do Comic-Con? <laughs> That's not what I asked. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, yeah, I guess they can do it at home. What? <laughs> what? They, can do, they can do their own thing at home. So I imagine that it, go anywhere. I imagine it'd make more sense for them to do their own thing because they could literally do it all in an hour and a half or whatever, and then it's done. But you know, and they'll get more fanfare from it because they'll do it a different day, so everyone will have to tune in a different day. But we'll see. Um, Zack Schneider has confirmed that Unite the Seven, the tagline from the original Justice League film, was actually in reference to the Green Lantern, which we obviously all thought it was anyway. Um, And there was hints to Green Lantern in the Zack Schneider cut, um, which we're meant to be getting. So we're meant to be getting, um, the rumour is it's Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, and it was meant to be, he was meant to be in it a little bit. And then at the very end of the film, there was meant to be an, uh, an outtake, a post credit scene where yon Rog and I can't remember the other one. It's basically the giant pig Green Lantern yeah, guy and, the, and the bird fish guy. Oh, bird fish. Bird fishy guy. The two aliens are meant to visit Bruce Wayne to talk to him about Darkseid and obviously it's meant to be a big thing because Bruce has never seen the Green Lanterns before. Not so much that they're aliens, more that he's just never seen Green Lanterns before and that was meant to be when Justice League was supposed to be a free part film, like with three different sections, it was going to tee up the Green Lanterns and eventually finish with Darkseid. Um, so the Snyder Cut will allegedly include it, but then none of it matters because this isn't <laughs> canon. <laughs> yeah, There was rumours that Ryan Reynolds might be the Green Lantern to play, but the chances are of, of him That's doing not it gonna is, happen. is not going to happen. After he what, hates happened. It. He hates after what it. happened to him after he played that. He's never going to play Green Lantern again. <laughs> not even for... He, he likes Zack Snyder, like, they're friends, but he, he won't do it, will he? He's not no, going to do it. absolutely not. No. It'll be some actor that... There's a rumour, I can't remember the name of the actor, but there's a rumour that one guy that everyone thought was going to be Hal Jordan kept teasing that he was going to be Hal Jordan 
when this was about to come out and then all of his scenes got cut because obviously it got changed um, so it might be him he might play Hal Jordan but he's never going to play Hal Jordan again because this won't be the continuity of the films going forward unless unless he gets really good reception and then people like will just cast him in the Green Lantern film we do but we'll see um, in the final bits of news I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm sure you'll be glad to hear um, Idris Elba is reigniting hopes that there's going to be a Luther movie. <gasps> so he said that oh, we're, wow. we are, it, uh, this doesn't work because it's a podcast and also it's written word, but we are this close to making a film. I don't, I don't know what metric he used with his hands or his, his arms, but apparently they're very close to making a Luther movie. Luther! What do you think? Yeah, it'd be exciting. I, I mean, it's Idris Elba, badass detective, but the TV series is great. There hasn't been really a bad season of it. Don't know what the plot would be, unless they do a prequel to that first guy that he catches at the beginning. But then the oh, yeah. the ending of this, the most recent season from a couple of years ago, ended on a bit of a ooh, what's going to happen to Luke for now as well. So there is two yeah, routes that could go. Every, every time, it, every every season ended on a oh, tune in. What's going to happen to Luther? <laughs> tune in in four years to find out what happens to Luther next. A bit like Sherlock, though, isn't it? That did the same thing. And it disappeared for years and then came back. And finally, in the last bit of news, and I, I, I know that you don't watch Riverdale anymore, and I'm pretty sure you didn't watch this either, John Hall, but The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix is ending later this year it's at crappy, season four. I actually really like it. I'm a bit gutted when this is going. It's dark and yeah, funny and, really and weird. gritty. And, yeah, I don't know. I just something about it I really like. like Sabrina's supposed to be some gal and, his, and a talking cat. But it's not. The this film is, didn't this, even talk. <laughs> this is the comic book accurate version of Sabrina. Yeah, I didn't like it. It's not the Sabrina the Teenage Witch Sabrina. It's, it's This is the proper version. Cat didn't even talk. Uh, yeah, it's because she's allergic to cats. Uh, I forgot the name. The, the actress who plays Sabrina in this is allergic to cats. So they didn't... So Salem doesn't talk because the actor was allergic to cats. Because they couldn't have him in enough scenes to be able to do it. They didn't hire a different actor that's not allergic to cats. They'd already hired her. She's, what? They already hired her before deciding, oh, Salem can't talk. Well, they didn't realise she was allergic until the... I don't think she knew she was allergic until... How does someone get that far in life without realising they're allergic to cats? I don't know. I feel like you're making up excuses here, Jordan. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I really don't want it to go, but it's getting the chop. Unless it gets unless it gets rolled into Riverdale, but Riverdale, I believe, is, is coming towards the end of its life cycle because... It's just weird. For a while, it's, uh, yeah. It needs to end. It needs to end. I keep watching it because I'm captivated, but I need to stop watching it. So I haven't even finished season two. <laughs> I know, I know how it ended, but I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's it's not great. Right? Shall we? Shall we end it here? Yeah. <laughs> Gone on long enough, I guess. <laughs> Transition. That's the end of another episode. So we're, we're back. We're sat next to each other. The audio should be okay. This should come out on time. <laughs> it's exciting stuff. Um, as always, please give us a follow on Twitter. My handle is at the underscore film underscore fella. You can also find us at Facebook at the film fella and friends and follow us on Instagram at the film fella. John Wall. Mine is at high honey X. And he never says it, but go check out his solo music. Hi honey. Um, he's got a recent track, Love Tinted Glasses. It is 
very, very, very nice. <laughs> Should definitely listen to it. It's got one of our friends in it as well. Is the features Mister Mister CC? C Silver. C Silver. Yeah. <laughs> C, well, C, his, his initials are CC. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, definitely check that out. I'm sure he will love you forever if you listen to his music. Um, Quad Banger, as I mentioned on the last episode, we will get him back at some point. It's just been a bit all over the shop with COVID-19, as you can imagine. Um, but for the meantime, if you want to check him out, go find him on Twitch at twitch.tv slash quad underscore banger. He's on on Tuesdays and Thursdays, as well as Sundays at 8 p.m. I know he's he's fluctuated a bit recently, but those are the times that he does regularly. Um, he's also on Twitter at quad underscore banger. Instagram at alex.is.qb and Facebook at Streams. And as I've said, we'll hopefully have him back soon. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you can get your podcasts. The RSS feed is in the description. As always, if you want to add it to anything else, go right ahead. Give us a subscribe, follow us, star review. All these things help out. They help us grow. So please, if you don't follow us, follow us. If you can subscribe, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. This, this reviews at the bottom which will get us into circulation with more people so if you could be lovely enough to give us a five star review and recommend us thank you um, as I mentioned on the last episode the roadcast competition we, we didn't win we came in the top 103 out of 1700 podcasts for the vote so thank you that was also like the top 10 I believe or around about that for the UK so thank you for all your votes we'll, we'll get them next year won't we <laughs> we'll do a trailer about the trailer <laughs> next time <laughs> or, or a sequel trailer anyway if you fancy sending us any questions or if you've got anything that you want to say you can email us at thefilmfellowandfriends at gmail.com more podcasts are in the works we promise that once we can go to the cinema we will go review some stuff and do some more be right or proper shite reviews right now it's impossible unless you want us to like go stand and claw at the window at the Odeon which doesn't open for another month Please don't ask us to do that because we're not going to do it. And uh, until next time, keep it real, City. <laughs>